Uh-oh, the Steam Deck 2, not gonna be faster. Fortnite gets a half a billion dollar fine, and uh, don't worry about the GPU prices. Not gonna get that much bigger. Let's get into the hot news, everybody. I'm your Brett host. We're gonna be going over the hottest tech news that I can find on the internet while you enjoy your breakfast. And today's top story is about a discussion that some Valve engineers had with The Verge discussing what their plans are going to be for the upcoming Steam Deck iterations that they might be coming out with. And it turns out that faster performance is not on the checklist of things that they're gonna accomplish with that bad boy. Specifically, they really just wanna work on battery life improvements and screen. I'm a little sad. But they have their reasons for it, stating that right now the fact that all the Steam Decks can play the same games and that we have one target for users to understand what kind of performance level to expect when you're playing and for developers to understand what to target, there's a lot of value in having that one spec. I think we'll opt to keep the one performance level for a little bit longer and only look at changing the performance level when there's a significant gain to be had. I do think... This is a little disappointing because I would want any improvements that are made to the Steam Deck to increase the performance. However, Valve has been very open with SteamOS and potentially porting it to other handheld devices like Ioneo, which we actually just got a review sample of the Ioneo 2 with a 6800U, which I guess, according to Valve's own specifications, would not be a significant gain because they both are still on RDNA 2, but you do get better CPU performance as well as GPU performance. It really would just be upping the amount of teraflops that the RDNA 2 GPU would be capable of, kind of scaling it up, which honestly, I hear them on that, but I also just personally would want to have the same, like, power targets, like, totally allow the developers to target the base Steam Deck, but then offer a higher-end Steam Deck that can run it at like a solid 60 FPS as opposed to a solid 40 FPS that the current Steam Deck could carry. That's what I personally want, but it does look like Valve has other plans, and they're currently working on software implementations because they think that's really where the Steam Deck needs to improve, such as being able to share per-game Steam Deck power profiles, but not per-game graphic settings just yet. They're going to be looking at that in the future, as well as making the Steam Deck more available in different regions. So not only will the Steam Deck 2 likely not be an increase in power, they're also looking at something like a Steam Controller 2. It creates a situation where, like, I kind of already want to move on from the Steam Deck. The fact that it's not on a 6000U processor makes it a little worse, in my opinion, seeing what other handhelds are being able to accomplish with that much power. Just makes me more excited for those things. However, Steam Deck still has the price point. They still have Valve's ecosystem. Again, you can install SteamOS onto these different platforms, and honestly, you probably should be able to get it done, and Valve's been committed to actually working to develop profiles for those specific units, things that have a 6800U. So it's, it's underwhelming, but also it's fine because I trust Valve and their vision on this right now, and I think that they probably have a better handle on it, but we're falling into the trap with PC gaming that consoles have. The reason why you only get one spec of console is because that just makes it easier to develop for, and if that's how we're gonna start prioritize PC games, it's a little tricky. It's a more nuanced thing that has to happen. Man, 
I'm not going to nuance this anymore because you're going to give me your opinions on that down below in the comments. Well, I take you to the nuance and crypto stocks. Bitcoin's down 1.11% to be at 16.583. Ethereum's down about 1% to be at 1174. But Dogecoin taking a huge hit down 8.2% to be at 7.2 cents. That's likely tied to a lot of the uncertainty that's surrounding Elon Musk at this moment. We talked about in yesterday's episode of Hot News about the poll that Elon Musk put out as far as resigning as CEO of Twitter and the majority of votes going towards it supporting the fact that he steps down. However, as of the time of filming Hot News right now, he has not said anything. There's been no tweets, no indication of what's going to be happening with that. So we'll likely have to update you tomorrow, but you don't have to wait that long to get the hottest tech deals out on the internet. Isn't that right, Reese? Hey, welcome back to UFD Deals. We're bringing the hottest tech deals out on the internet. Today's deals are brought to you in partnership with our friends over at Best Buy. We're going to be finding the Best Buys on Best Buy in their top deals section, which are valid through to the 21st. Like these Apple AirPods Pro 2 second generation. I use these on the daily. It's literally so convenient because I can literally just open them and it connects automatically to whatever device I'm currently using. You can pick these up for $199.99, which is $50 off. But if in-ears aren't your thing and you're looking for some more traditional headphones and the Bose QuietComfort 45 are currently going for $229, which is $100 off for some of the best wireless noise cancelling over-ear headphones you can pick up at the moment. But then speaking of good pickups, the Sony DualSense wireless controller, which is going for $49.99, which depending on the color you pick up gives you between $20 and $25 off. I put the Midnight Black here because we all know it's the best one. But if you're already rocking a PS5, then the LG C2 42-inch 4K OLED Smart TV is one of the best pickups right now at $799.99, which is $500 off for an HDMI 2.1 120Hz TV. 42 inches is the perfect size that I could wall mount a chair and play PlayStation all day. Don't tell Brett, but either way, it's still a good deal. And don't forget, Best Buy Total Tech members receive exclusive deals along with 24-7, 365 tech support, worry-free product protection, free standard installation, delivery, and haul away. And like always, you'll find the links to these featured deals in the video description, but I employ to check out Best Buy's top deal section for yourself. But until next time, enjoy the rest of your hot news. I'm Audi. Cheers. Thank you, Reese. Very cool. But you know what you're likely not going to be able to buy very much sooner? Probably will be on a deal at some point. The Atari VCS, which is a retro gaming console that essentially just emulates all of the previous Atari games, made by Atari, but not the real Atari because they're an Atari who got acquired and had their branding associate. Anyways, they're reporting that they're not making a whole lot of money. They only had $4.65 million in revenue, which is a decrease of 27%. And their hardware revenue, specifically for the VCS, declined 92% from $2.4 million to $212,000. My speculation on that would be that's them act accessing the hardware pre-orders when they actually shipped it last year, but now like new sales not very many to sell only $200,000 on that, especially with how much these things cost. But Atari also announcing that they're reorganizing their hardware business, and that will include the suspension of direct hardware manufacturing relationships related to the VCS. So in case you wanted one of these, now might be the time to go pick it up. It is still available for $400, which I've heard some people justify the reasoning for why you would want to spend that. I just don't get it for me personally. You want to buy it, you do you. But uh, yeah, there's still several available. Maybe this will become a collector's edition or 
it, it won at all. But the FTC collecting some damages when it comes to Epic Games and what's been going on with Fortnite. They just got a $520 million settlement to pay for some misdeeds that they've done with Fortnite. The FTC pursuing this lawsuit against them, specifically with relation to the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, and stating that they tricked millions of players into making unintentional purchases using deceptive design strategies that are also referred to as dark patterns. So Epic's going to have to pay almost $300 million for violating the COPPA rule, but then also they will have to refund nearly a quarter of a billion dollars to their customers over its billing practices and the use of dark patterns. The FTC saying, as our complaints note, Epic used privacy invasive default settings and deceptive interfaces that tricked Fortnite users, including teenagers and children, protecting the public and especially children from online privacy invasions and dark patterns as a top priority for the commission. And these enforcement actions make clear to businesses that the FTC is cracking down on these unlawful practices. This likely is not gonna be a huge blow to Epic Games considering that they, they gross billions of dollars on Fortnite every single year alone. Epic saying that among other things that they've restored thousands of accounts that were banned due to reported chargebacks under their previous policy and that they've accepted this agreement because they want Epic to be at the forefront of consumer protection and provide the best experience for our players, which is just, you got caught, you got issued a fine, and then you're just like, we want, we're gonna accept this fine because we wanna take care of people. We didn't consider that before, before we were called out and caught for it and then taken to court for it and then argued against why we shouldn't pay for this. But you know, now that they've deemed that we have to, we're, we wanna own up to it, thank you. Which I guess like it's better late than never. There's gotta be some point where you accept an apology potentially here, I don't know. Let me know your thoughts on this down below in the comments. Obviously, Epic Games wants to talk a big game, especially when they're in the courts with Apple talking about consumer protection. If they're not doing it themselves, they're settling record lawsuits with regards to their own practices. It kind of reduces their argument and their complaints against what Apple has as far as their integrity in the matter, regardless of whether or not it's correct. It's just a whole messy situation. What's also been a messy situation for a little while has been the high-end desktop market. I don't know if you friends remember this, but getting a step above of what the current consumer chips were, like an i9-13900K, there would be a step above that, okay? It would also it was called an i9 back in the day, but then it was also called Threadripper when it came to AMD, but then they turned it into a professional thing with only workstations. But turns out, maybe with Ryzen 7000 Threadripper, they might be coming back to high-end desktop and not just workstations. So this is gonna be called Storm Peak, and it's gonna have two different differentiations. High-end desktop's gonna be quad channel, 64 PCI Express Gen 5, lanes, eight PCI Express Gen 3 lanes, and overclock support, whereas the workstation is gonna be octa-channel memory, 128 PCI Express Gen 5 lanes, the same amount of Gen 3 lanes, but no overclocking support, which this could potentially, number one, uh, bring back a good space for content creators, people who actively use their PCs for work and might help to persuade people to purchase them. This could be AMD's attempt to get people to switch to them over potentially picking up whatever the M2 Pro chip that's gonna be coming out with the upcoming Mac Pro. This could also be because Intel's supposed to be resurfacing in the high-end desktop market. So AMD's seeing that they have to position themselves in this market yet again, because they're gonna have competition from both Apple and Intel in this space when it comes to professional using their applications. I personally am excited. I would like to see, we're expecting a 64 core Threadripper. I would like that. I would love to see it. I'd love to smack one of those in my system. Let me know what you think of a Threadripper being a high-end desktop chip yet again. 
down below in those comments. And I'm gonna let you know an update to a previous story that we've had here on Hot News about GPU tariffs that were potentially set to expire at the end of 2022 and thereby raising the prices of GPUs in the United States of America by 25%. Well, it turns out that the USTR has decided to prolong the tariff exclusions another nine months so that 25% tariff exclusion rate is not going to expire. So the prices should stay where they are and the GPUs should not get more expensive at the moment. Again, this is only an extension of nine months. So we're gonna have to revisit this sometime in September for us to see what exactly is gonna shake and bake with all of those details. And maybe just in time to get the RTX 4090 tie that Nvidia announces at two grand and then the tariffs come right on in. And then, you know, you just, you, you gotta sell your boat in order to buy one. Kyler, do you own a boat? Not anymore. I don't know how we're gonna afford this 4090 Ti. I already sold it. Oh, wow. What'd you get? Wouldn't you like to know? I would, that's why I'm asking. I, I'll see you guys tomorrow for hot news because I'm gonna have to go get a confession out of Kyler. Cheerio.